everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode 44, and I am Britt. I'm Craig. This week, as promised, we are going to discuss rookie impacts, what fantasy rookies are going to have a big impact, a suspension came down that could affect fantasy football choices in the coming year, and burning hot take questions to boot. But first, we start as we always do, Craig what are you drinking? I have a very strange combination of water and vitamin water. What? Yes. Okay, I'm, what kind I'm, of vitamin water? I'm barely, uh, dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. I'm is that the triple X? This week. Yes. Okay. I am also beerless, and I am drinking a vitamin water zero. Um, I think it's called so, Rise. It's the orange. So this may or... So neither one of us have beer. The first time ever. Ever. And... This may be the best or worst podcast we do. This is the sober episode <laughs> of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. So let's start there. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and mental health addiction and all that fun stuff is a big part of that. So I made a conscious decision that for the first two weeks of May, I am not going to have anything to drink. I only say the first two weeks because Craig and I have tickets to go to the Gathering at the Binds, which is a major beer tasting at Two Roads on the 19th. But I figured, you know, let's give the old liver a break for a change. Maybe I'll forget fewer names if I'm sober throughout an entire That's podcast. True. You know, I don't know. I mean, Craig is Craig is just, I think, just trying to be healthier. So you're trying to be nice to your liver. Is that where this comes yeah, from? Yeah, just a little bit under the weather. So Understandable. You know, it happens sometimes. Absolutely. We're getting it older. Do you, do you remember when we were young, we could go out and have no. like six or seven beers, come home, sleep for two or three hours, and then go to work the next morning? Yeah. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I can't. Now you have to sleep for at least four hours. I, well, that's the problem. The problem with me, and not to get too personal or off topic, I don't sleep well when I've had drinks. If I've gone out, even if I've had just one or two beers, I don't sleep well. I, I see. Really? I might sleep. Yeah. Hmm. You know, most people are like I oh, pass out. I gar 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 dunk. Not me. I I get restless. Unless unless you drink eight beers and you just pass out. Yeah, but then I might die. I mean, that's <laughs> even with my size, I might die. <laughs> So anyway, so we are going to go sober this week. I'm definitely going to go sober next week. We'll see how Craig is feeling. We'll see maybe, how it goes. Maybe he'll pile this because I did have a bottle of Kentucky Lightning lined up for us for this week, but we just will save that. So all right, let's do burning hot take questions. Okay. Craig, you want to give or receive? I will give. All right, go for it. Uh, have you heard about a player named Mike James? I know that name. He is a running back. He's a free agent. Yes. Uh, he was drafted in 2013 by the Buccaneers. Cor- yes, okay. Uh, he also played for the Lions. Yes, All right, I remember this guy. He uh, He's had a little history of injuries. He uh, broke his ankle in his rookie season, which mm-hmm. is you know not a good way to start your career. Never. Um, after, I, he may have or may not have had a concussion. But anyway, after he broke his ankle, uh, you know, doctors were like, hey... Here's some painkillers. Oh, I see where this is going. Fancy opiates. They're nice and yummy. And um, he admittedly has become addicted to them. Oh, boy. He has not played since 2013, and he wants to try to play again. He had a request to the NFL to allow him to take, because he doesn't want to take opiates anymore. Well, naturally. He doesn't want to take them. I mean, when it comes to addiction, no matter what you're addicted to, we call that relapse because your addiction. And again, I work in mental health, right. and it's mental health. It's mental health awareness month, so right. this is a good timing. It's good addiction is is chemically based, and when you feed the chemical, even if you've been abstinent for years, 
feeding the chemical back into your system can cause a re-trigger, a re-trigger of the addiction system. It doesn't always, but it sometimes can. That's why they call it relapse. So, yes, it would be very, very unwise for him to consider even taking an opioid once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, his wife convinced him to try medical marijuana. Uh-huh. Uh, he didn't want to because he had some family history with drug abuse. But um, but apparently it's working for him. And he asked the NFL to allow him to take it. And he lives in Florida, and it is legal in Florida. For medicinal, right? For medicinal reasons. So, And he petitioned the NFL to let him take it so he can play again, and the NFL said no. Do you think the NFL needs to, like, and, you know, I know it's run by the majority of a bunch of old white guys. Does, is it time for the NFL to update their medical use list? I believe that medical marijuana should be legal. Um, marijuana is still illegal on the federal level. It's still considered a banned substance. So, I mean, that's that's my issue. My issue is that they've got to start changing the laws at the federal level. Just like alcohol used to be banned at the federal level and then they made it a state-by-state issue, that's really what they should do with marijuana at this point, particularly for medicinal purposes. I don't know what the medicinal laws state. I, I mean, I honestly just don't know how that works right now. But yes, I think that if he's got a, if he's under a doctor's care and the doctor is saying, here, this can help, I mean, the NFL makes exemptions for um, what they consider performing enhancing drugs in other situations, like folks with um, ADD and ADHD can take medications that are, are designed to help them, even though... You know, Adderall is a banned substance, but if you've got a prescription for it, the NFL will consider a request a request for it. I don't see how this should be any different, but it's just it's stupid to me that we even have to have this conversation. <clears throat> yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, um, you know, with the issue going out, opiates, 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 you know, opioids whatever. in the country. Um, you know, if you take one dose, that's too much for your body to handle. You you could die. Yes. Oh, and my that, God, yes. That isn't going to happen with one dose of medical marijuana. You may feel a little weird, but... <laughs> and then again, I, I'm in the field, so I see these numbers all the time. And opioids, while the number of overdose-related deaths have stayed has stayed steady the last, I think, 10 or 15 years, the number of opioid-related deaths and heroin deaths have increased. So if the number is staying steady, if an average of 1,000 Americans are dying every day of this... But the number of opioids are coming up. That means the other ones are coming down. Deaths related to cocaine and alcohol and other drugs are coming down. And the opioid number is rising. You have a problem. You have a problem. That just means that people are just switching how they get their drugs. You know? And it bothers me a lot, not to get on the high horse here, bothers me a lot that when you talk to doctors, particularly doctors that do pain management, they will tell you that when the opioids started coming out, all the painkillers started coming out, Pharmaceutical reps swore to them they were they were safe. Swore that they were not gonna, they were not addictive, not addictive like things like morphine and whatnot. Hi Fiona. Fiona's here. Fiona's, Fiona's entered the stage. Fiona's she, upset because she wants to sit in my chair. Oh well, that's tough. It's, once a week we sit here, cat. Once a week, deal with it. So yeah, it bothers me quite a bit actually. It really does, and I and I see it quite frequently in what I do. So it makes me sad. So all right, question the second is for Craig. Okay. I just want your hot take on the following information. Okay. You recall when Papa John's said they were losing sales because the NFL 
had a kneeling controversy. Right, fake pizza. Got fake, it. Yes, fake pizza. At one point, they were the official pizza of the alt-right. People were making swastikas out of pepperonis on pizzas and putting them out there as a political statement. It was kind of stupid and funny. <clears throat> right. Okay, so Tuesday of this week, the new CEO, because don't forget when... Papa John went out publicly and said this is a problem, ended up getting ousted as he CEO. Did? Oh, yes. He resigned about a month later. He had to resign as CEO. The stockholders forced him out. Yeah. Actual Papa John. Yes. The guy who was in the commercials was the CEO. Right. I knew that. I didn't know he I didn't know he got kicked out. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Effective January 1st. As of January 1st, they had a new CEO. That was uh, John. I'm going to try his last name. Shatner? Schnatter. John Schnatter. Yeah, either way. Okay. So the original Papa John gets forced out, and on January 1, they have a new CEO. They go on an advertising blitz. They distance themselves from the NFL to try and erase any memory of it. And Tuesday, the new CEO released the first quarter numbers. Okay. And sales of Papa John's pizzas are down 5.3% from the same period in 2017. Okay. So, Craig... Your hot take. They blamed the NFL. They got then they backtracked and got rid of the CEO and yep. got rid of the NFL to just completely distance themselves from the NFL altogether. Yep. And they're still down over five percent from a year ago. What does that tell you about Papa um, John's pizza? Tells me, uh, well, a a lot of people are you know trying to eat healthier. But really, I've had Papa John's pizza, and it's not good. Their breadstick's the only thing worth eating. It's really not good at all. It's not worth... Oh, it's sorry for the silence. The cat is your, exploring the studio. Sorry. It's really not worth your however much it costs. Right. No, it's... it's You're not. better off buying Elio's from the frozen section in your yeah. grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Um... I know, Back. I know it sounds like we sound like we're pizza snobs because we live in the Northeast. But again, but, um, and we've said this in this podcast before, we have a lot of solid pizza options around But here. I've also had a lot of pizza from a lot of places. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Oh, Craig's getting ready to correct the cat. It, um, yeah. Uh-oh. Here we go. If you hear a squeal or some screaming. No. Okay. The cat's all right. Um, <laughs> now, conversely, the other part of the story is that Pizza Hut quickly stepped in to become the official pizza of the NFL. That was very smart of them. Uh, yes, because they are reporting a increase in sales uh, of approximately 1%. So not okay. a ton, but they're up. And don't forget, their profit, I'm sorry, the profit margin's up 1%. They're, um, they did a whole bunch of remodeling, and they put a lot of money into their infrastructure, so that actually is a deceptive number. I'm surprised it wasn't Domino's. I think Pizza Hut just got there first with a truckload of money. More than likely. The NFL is very easily. Yeah, absolutely. Easily swayed. <laughs> All right. Third question is to you. Go for it. Um, well, you mentioned this in the preview of the podcast. So yes. I guess this can just roll into the topic of players. Yeah, sure. Uh, speaking of drug-related things, Mark Ingram was suspended for four games. Yes, I'm very upset. Um, how much, in your opinion, does this affect Alvin Kamara's value it's a it's a bump up for Kamara obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Ingram right. um, when the news broke today the reaction I saw from a lot of pundits was well now we know why they haven't been shopping him so with him taking his cap situation it didn't make sense to cut him at this point they drafted another running back whose name I can't remember in the later rounds of the draft 
You've got Kamara, who clearly came out as the bell cow back. I mean, he had almost 1,200 yards, Ingram, and was not the leading rusher on his team. That right. says something. That says a lot. That says a lot. So, I mean, to me, I think that the reaction and my my take on it simply was, now we know why they've been standing pat. They've been waiting to see what the league was going to come down with, what the situation was going to be. Is he going to appeal? You know, I haven't heard anything about an appeal yet, but I think the Saints are going to start shopping him or consider move or, or trying to make some sort of move with regards to his contract based on the outcome of his suspension. So yeah. this doesn't really change Kamara too much because I expected Kamara to be the feature back anyway, and I expected there to be a better than fifty percent chance that Ingram would not start the season on that team. So does this put does this put uh, Kamara in the first round for you if he was available in our league, which he won't be? But I think I think running backs come at such a premium in fantasy football that Kamara was at worst a second rounder. He probably was a first rounder already. I mean, like if I were starting up a dynasty, he'd probably be a first rounder in a 12 team. That would be my guess. Um, fair. Uh, but I would say he's, I mean, and I say that knowing full well that even in a, in a, in a redraft league, he's probably RB four or five. There's probably four or five guys I would take before I would take Alvin Kamara in a, just a wide open draft at running back. Even still, running backs tend to go very heavy in the first round. So I would still say he's an RB one and he'd still be a first rounder. I mean, it doesn't, it He's a high-end RB1 either way. I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't right. affect his value as much as... Now, if the NFL had come back yesterday and said no suspension and the Saints all of a sudden started talking about running back by committee, I'd be more worried, but this doesn't really boost Kamara up because I already had Kamara up really high. What about you? Okay. I mean, you've got to be excited. That I'm excited because he's my keeper. I know we hold these things in on our league till like right before the draft, but oh, there's no question pretty obvious. <laughs> Where did you draft him last year? I like the eighth round. Eighth round. And it moves up two slots in terms of peak, uh, keeper requirements. You can keep him for like three years. I'm all right with that. I mean, he's going to cost you a sixth rounder. He'll cost you the eighth rounder this year. Then next year, he'll cost you a six. Then the year after that, he would cost you a four. And that would be the last time you could keep him. Because you can't keep anybody who costs you a five or, or We better. have a really weird league. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> Our so, league is very customized. <laughs> yes. It's a very particular league. So that's good. Um, just as a, a quick aside bonus before we get into the main thing, in case I had to give two questions today, yep. I had a question lined up. Did you see that a goat was born in the Philadelphia Zoo this week? No. And they named it Nick Foles? They did. So that Nick Foles <laughs> is a goat. I like that. So that, you know, Tom that's, Brady can be the goat if he wants. That's awesome. But Nick Foles is a goat. That's awesome. So we'll move on from that. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, one quick, th- actually, one quick thing about running backs because this it. happened on Twitter really quick. Okay, uh, you replied to a Twitter post from someone. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at it. Uh, about the size of a certain running back's arms. Oh, you're talking about Christian McCaffrey. Yes, right. right. And I replied that it doesn't really help his running game. Yeah, and the and dudes, it, the dudes thought was he didn't need to work on his legs already. His legs were huge. Right. Um, just going to say, if you look at the size of Ladanian Tomlinson, he didn't have massive arms. No, he didn't. No, <laughs> he rushed for like 1300 yards his rookie season. I mean, <laughs> I, I want, I want, you need leg strength in your running backs. You, you want do. elusiveness. The reason you want arm strength is if for you're going to be stiff arms, stiff arms and blocking and blocking. But McCaffrey goes out He's on the to f- catch. Yes. They put him out as a, as an option out there in and the flat. 
And with them signing C.J. Anderson and the Panthers' offense in general, C.J. Anderson's going to get the blocking. He's going to get the ball and do the you know do the blocking. But uh, Metcalf isn't going to get a thousand yards next year. No, maybe in receiving, but definitely not Metcalf. You're talking about uh, wow, McCaffrey, McCaffrey, another M. And you haven't been drinking. And I haven't been drinking. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. McCaffrey is out there to catch the ball. They want, they want to put him out there. They want to um, throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage and make him and give him the opportunity to make plays with his legs, not his arms. So I, I don't agree with the dude. I just don't. But we kept it very civil. We even did. though the guy was just kind of like, you know, win games with your legs. Okay, whatever. All dude. right, that's then. I guess you run your arms. Yeah. I but I mean, McCaffrey <laughs> does have gigantic guns, and I don't know how much it's going to help him. I really don't. I think it may. I actually think it make it. It might make it harder for him to catch. Yeah, it's the possible. bigger you are, the less mobile you are. Yes. So, all right. We'll so see. We, we want to talk about some impact rookies. Impact rookies. There's our segue music. I didn't really plan that out. <laughs> um, so Craig, the draft is now done. Yes. We now know where officially. everybody is going. Now, when I say impact rookies, it doesn't necessarily mean if we're talking about from a fantasy perspective. Right. But we can include people like offensive line and defensive line based on how they will impact players around them. Right. So for you, keeping that in mind that no position is exempt, what team or what player are you looking at as having the biggest impact going into 2018? Uh, the biggest impact uh, as of right now would be Barkley on the Giants. Okay, so you so flat out. So where is Saquon Barkley on your big board? Uh, roughly, roughly. Yeah, is he an RB one? Is he an RB two? Is he first round? Is he second round? What do you think him? Oh, he's definitely a first round pick. I don't know that he is. I don't know that he is. You know, Alvin Kamara wasn't a first round pick last year. That's true. Neither was Kareem Hunt, and at that point, we already knew about the injuries. To um, I think I got Hunt in the second round last year, second or third. But, I mean, he wasn't... I just think them having Barkley opens up their offensive lot. It does open up their offensive lot. And I I, I do like the pick as well. Um, I think he is going to make a huge difference for them. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to underestimate what he's going to be able to do. Uh, And and I do. I think that's that's a part of the game that was really, really missing. Um, And they also don't forget they... um, they drafted Will Hernandez in the second round, uh, and now alongside Nate Solder, that left side of the line looks really solid. So yep. the Giants improved their line, gave a running option to Eli Manning, and won't it be nice to see what Eli can do when he doesn't have to drop back and throw 40 times a game? Yeah. The only person who's not happy about this probably is Odell, because the fewer times he passes, the fewer times he passes to Odell. But at the same time, we still don't know who's playing opposite Odell, because... Des Bryant is still out there, and they release Brandon Marshall. <laughs> no one wants Des Bryant. I think somebody does. I think they do. I think they're waiting for reasons that we can't understand. Maybe it's a cap issue. Could maybe, be. Maybe it's they're waiting for signings to happen in certain areas. But I think Des Bryant already knows where he's going. I think his agent has talked it's to teams. Be Arizona. Maybe it is. I mean, I think the Giants is a great landing spot for him. It would be a great landing spot for him. So okay, so my first impact rookie. Uh, pulling it up right now. Got a few of them. Where is he? He was on this list. Uh, Brit Surface ate the list. It did. I'm going with Royce Freeman. Okay. Denver Broncos running back. 
Um, the Broncos famously went Chubb, and the easy answer for where did the team get better instantly would be probably Chubb for right. the Broncos. But I think Freeman just has such great potential. Um, I I think he's going to be an RB2. I think he's going to be somebody you can grab in a late round. Mm-hmm. But I also think he's going to be somebody who's going to flirt with a 1,000 yards and has the potential to go out there and really... He's either going to be boom or bust, in my opinion. So for me, I think he's going to make an immediate impact. Know, is he going to start? Like, is I, he... Well, who else is there? Uh, I don't know. Off the top of my head. Um, I'm reading. I'm reading right now. Fox Sports is saying they expect him to be the starter. So, you know, I, I okay. not, not that I put a lot of faith in anything reported by a company with the word Fox in it, but um, you know, I think coming out of Oregon. I'm, Oregon's not a slouch for making running backs. Never forget, like Garrett Blunt played one game there in his senior year. <laughs> That's um, true. And would have probably been a much higher pick if he had stayed on the straight and narrow. But he's my first one. I think he's going to make an immediate impact. I think he's going to be an RB2. I think by the end of the season. And it's Denver. It's Denver. I think by the end of the season, he's a top 15 fantasy running back. I won't go further than that. I think he's got the potential to be potential to be a top ten, and this, it, we were not doing the podcast at this point last year. But I was saying the same things about Hunt last year. I was saying True. the same things, and he really we came don't have through. Any proof of that, but no, of course we, we don't. Do. It was just con- casual <laughs> conversation. Now we have tape, but we don't. We didn't then. So, all right. And who else on you? Who else are you looking at? Um, the next person on my list is, and I know you know I'm big on this. This guy is Calvin Ridley. Okay, because. It gives Matt Ryan another target automatically, and yeah. it's going to open up Julio Jones a lot more when Julio Jones decides to not be hurt. I mean, they've got probably the, one of the deepest second, the deepest wide receiver cores in the league now. Yeah, they've also got Sanu is still there, right? Yep, as far as I know. Um, didn't they sign somebody else in the offseason? Uh, I can look it up. Why do I feel like there's somebody else there? There's probably more than one person God there. Damn it! And I'm sober. <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't generally follow the Falcons, you know. Well, I, I was, I was a big Julio Jones guy before he was Julio Jones. Back when, when what's his name was on the other side of the. Uh, the Julio field. Jones, Ridley, Sanu, Justin Hardy, Devin Fuller. No, okay, so I'm on crack. Then right, no, list goes on from yeah, there. Yeah, so I think that's that's really that's that's gonna be a solid receiving core. That's gonna be a solid receiving core. Now the trick is everyone's got to keep their feet healthy. Right, no, right, ankle and toe injuries. Yes, because Sanu's famous for everything, hurting everything from the knee down. Julio hurts his feet all the time and then plays through it and then has trouble. Yep, and then hurts his, sh- what, didn't he have, a, didn't he hurt his shoulder last he year he had a shoulder too? issue too, but the foot thing came first. So, that's my second guy to watch. All right, I've got two more. So, my second one is Roquan Smith okay. and the Chicago Bears. Why the hell do I care about a linebacker? On the Bears. On the Bears. Of all places. Because this is going to... Time of possession is going to shift. Chicago... I don't have the number right in front of you, but Chicago was way behind in time of possession last year. They didn't hold the ball nearly as much. Part of that was that Mitchell Trubisky was new. Part of that was their defense was terrible. Their defense is better now. I think this Roquan Roquan is going to be a plug-and-play instant success in their second in their second their their second level in the linebacker core um i i think he's i think he's going to be a major factor in containing other offenses and how offenses plan against chicago and i think the result is you're going to see more offensive snaps on chicago's uh, on chicago sheet this year than you did last year because the defense is going to be better 
Right. That's you know if you keep the if you keep the defense keeps the opposing offense off the field, that's more snaps for you. Now that just may mean that Trubisky throws four picks instead of two every game. I don't know. No, we'll find still, out. Two's I, better I think, than four. I think that his presence is an instant pointer to up for every skill player on the Chicago offensive side. Oh, excuse me. So Trubisky, I'll give him a couple points up. He's 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 gonna be a reach. He's gonna be my grab and stash and pray quarterback this year. You know, when I've got two quarterbacks already and I'm in like the second to last round, I'm looking for just a hey, is who's out there that it might be decent. He'd be a guy I would look for. Yeah. But you know, I I think uh, I think he could he could make an instant impact. And I think he could be really really good. So that's my second one. What about you? Well, you got one more for me? Give me one, one more. more. One more would be uh, Billy Price on the Bengals. Oh, here we go. He's going to be their new center. He's going to start. Yeah. That instantly upgrades their offensive line. Your cat uh, would instantly upgrade their offensive line, though. <laughs> let's be honest. That's it's miserable. So I I do don't have time to throw. Hopefully, uh, so who gets a boost? Because obviously, being an offensive lineman, we don't draft them. So who right. gets a boost on the Bengals as a result of his Dalton presence? Dalton does. How significant a boost? Um, at least a few points a game. He'll have more. He'll have probably twenty five to fifty more yards a game. I would think. Give me a range where he rushed. finishes in 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 the fantasy's total point standings. Top like, five, top ten, top fifteen, top twenty, top ten. You think this really pushes him into a top ten quarterback? Because last year, I think he was so concerned about being rushed and hit that he'll actually have time to not. I personally think I can name 10 quarterbacks in the AFC East that are going to have more points than he does <laughs> this year. But that's just me. Wow. I, I was going to say top 15, top 20. You know, wow. OK, so you're putting him firmly in quarterback one territory now. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly people I would you would start over him, but. Well, I mean, let's let's just knock off the the big names right off the bat there. So you would start Aaron Rodgers over oh, him. Yeah, yeah. You would. Uh, I'm trying to think. I just, I'm trying to go. I probably Ryan probably Ryan Rodgers. I'd probably start Brady over him. Uh, I'm going through the different teams in my mind. I can't. I can't bring myself to say I'm going to start. What's his name in Jacksonville? Bortles. Yes, thank you. I almost said Gus Farad, <laughs> and that's like not even close. See that? That's why we need beer. All right, so I'll say Bortles. <laughs> I'll put Bortles at three, and and this is not in in order. These are people. I would start ahead of the Red Rocket. Okay. Bortles, Alex Smith. I can't bring myself to say Pat Mahomes because I don't know what Pat was going to do, although I do think that the Chiefs are going to be way better this year. Right. Um, where's Kirk Cousins? Uh, Minnesota. So Kirk Cousins, two or three of the rookies that are coming <laughs> out. Pick your pick. I'll go with Mayfield and Dalton are both going to be top 10. So there, I've named seven names Mayfield already. And Dalton. Oh, Darnold. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Okay, we need beer for this. We need beer next week. Tune in where there will be no beer. Craig and I will be doing shots, so that we are actually uh, less close. Right, so, who's your? Well, my next last player. one. I'm torn. Okay, I'm torn because there's two guys out there I really like. The first one's Michael Gallup, the wide receiver in Dallas. He's going to be the guy that's called on to replace Des Bryant. I have not seen this guy personally, but um, I hear he is really good at. Converting on third down, he has good field awareness. He's got good foot awareness. He knows where he is and where he needs to get. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think that, that, and that's something that Dallas sorely needs. They need to be able to move the ball more effectively. Um, and, and and let's be honest, he's not going to have a tremendous amount of pressure on him right off the get-go because he's got Zeke right. and Dak Prescott can run himself 
So it's not like they can afford to double up on him or instantly drop a linebacker back every time he cuts across the middle, which he probably won't be doing a lot. He'll probably be running down the sideline a lot. But I, I, I think that I think that that he's going to have a major impact right off the get go. Um, and I think that's that's a big one right there. The other guy I was thinking about as potentially having an immediate impact is uh, Sony Michael in the Patriots. Yes, I know James White is still there. Yes, the other guy's still there, too. I forget his name. Who's that guy? Look forward to an email from Cinch with him just <laughs> screaming the name. And my, how do you forget this guy? But I've heard him described as, bless you, LeGarrette Blunt 2.0. And I, I, think, uh, I think he does have the potential to emerge. Now, that being said, I will never, ever gamble ever? on a Patriot running back again in like the first five or six rounds. That's fair. He is going to have to slide to me in like seven, eight, or nine for me to make a move. And he's not going to last that long. There are three Patriot fans, three hardcore Patriot fans <laughs> in our home league, and all three of them will probably be looking for him around round five. Um, so I, I don't expect to have any piece of him this year. I, you know where I might see a piece of him? Like a draft.com best ball. Really? Which is the best place to use them because somebody's going to score big points with the Patriots. You just never know, know who, who it's going to be. be. So you might as well draft all three Patriot running backs and know that one of them is going to give you 15 to 20 points every single week. Yeah. You just don't know who. So that was the other one I was kind of on on the fence about. I'm like, not sure. I think Gallup's going to be a lot better, but we shall see. So, all right. We've got yep. plenty of extra time this week. We do. Let's talk about some other stuff. So, Craig, how are you? I'm good. You wrote an article on our website. Oh, we have to go about that now. We're well, I mean, unless there's something else you want to talk about. Well, I have other stuff, but oh, we can, we go, can no, 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 we can stuff. go there first. Let's just keep this one brief, though, because I don't want to get angry. I don't yeah, want to yell no, last week. Um, so before, wait, before you get there, yes. last week I was yelling so much into the mic that when I got home that night and I was like, hi, sweetie. She was like, what happened to your freaking <laughs> voice? And I'm like, long podcast. <laughs> See, I'm coughing already. All right, so go on. Tell, talk about what we wrote um, and, and where we wrote it. Yeah, so on our on our website, Britt wrote an article about how there are certain quarterbacks that can't see the big picture. Yes, of teams, and he he listed a couple, yes. couple quarterbacks there. I listed three in particular, and I expounded a little bit on two. I actually yep. meant to write a much longer piece, and then I got distracted, and I said, "All right, this is good enough." <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm on a pace site, folks. I know FignutsDFS.com. By the way, FignutsDFS.com. <laughs> Uh, since writing that, have have you felt any differently? Has no. your opinions changed about anything? No. No. You just think these guys are just being unrealistic and just I think these guys again, it's all about seeing the bigger picture. There was a quarterback there when you got there. There's gonna be a quarterback there to take your place when you walk out the door. You've gotta be prepared for that. You know? Um trying to think of the example they gave. Oh, it was Tommy Maddox. Because Ben Roethlisberger, him? yeah. Ben Roethlisberger Champion was one of the XFL. guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he inscri- inscribes that on stuff at, si- at signings. <laughs> I absolutely would. XFL, Tommy Maddox, XFL champion. Um, people forget that when Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie, Tommy Maddox was the guy who was in place and was supposed to be the starter for a couple of years. And I think Roethlisberger at the middle of the year, end of the year, because they had such a rough start, usurped him. And... But he's no one spoke. Everyone just spoke so highly of how Maddox handled that. And Maddox was mentoring him and Maddox was helping him and trying to get him to learn the playbook. 
you know, and people were like, and now people are, and people are all upset because Ben Roethlisberger is like, well, it's not my job to mentor this rookie. Yeah, it is. You owe it to your organization. You owe it to your own legacy. What does it say about you as a person that you are so solely focused on yourself that you can't look past that? Do you think Jason Garrett got to be the head coach of the Cowboys because he didn't try to help every other quarterback that he played under? And there was a few. There was a lot. <laughs> there was a few. I think he was back there. He might have played with Aikman. I, I'd have to look that up. But he definitely, you know, he never took that that point of view of like, well, I'm not going to be the starter, so screw it. He took advantage of his opportunity to become, you know, a, a, a mini coach, and it worked out for him. Look at all the quarterbacks that end up going into coaching. Yeah. Or into front office stuff. I mean, yeah, but what's the message you send there? It's very negative. It's very short-sighted. Like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. And then, and then the other end of the spectrum is Joe Flacco, who says nothing, <laughs> has not picked up the phone to call Lamar and say, welcome to the Ravens. Not anything like that. You see, he said he would just tell him to, he said he would just point at the playbook and tell him to read it. Yes. <laughs> yes. What would you, I'd show him where the playbooks are. That, that, you know, I mean. Like, that doesn't help your team win. Like, what if you get hurt and he has to play? Right. And not to mention, and again, the other point of this article is, do you want your team to succeed or not? Do you want to, you know, Drew Bledsoe famously got himself hurt, which led to Tom Brady starting and the first Patriots Super Bowl. Do you think Drew Bledsoe sits there and goes, man, I wish I hadn't helped Tom out at all, because if he had sucked, I would have had a job for like another two or three years. No, it's not how this works. Injuries happen. Stuff happens. I was looking at it. Ben Roethlisberger has only played 16 games in a season like three times in his career. Has he? Yes. He'll play. He always plays a minimum of 12, but he misses games virtually every year. Now, I'm sure some of those years that were 14 and 15 starts were probably holdouts. Probably, you know, those 15 games probably didn't start week 17 or something stupid like that. But he has had several years where he has not played a full season where he's played 13 games, 12 games, 14, 13, 16. It, it, it varies. So, you know, you do get hurt and the Steelers have to think beyond you. Just like, you know, same thing with Flacco. And the other part of this, the only last part I would put about this out there is why aren't you treating this like Alex Smith treated it? And I wrote about this too. You did. That was a really good point. Actually, Alex Smith looked at the drafting, said all the right things in public. I'm sure in private he was like, F these guys. What the hell do they think they're doing? They brought me in here and this is what they're going to do. I'm sure that's what he thought in private. He felt like he was being shuttled out the door. So you know what he did? He made the best possible situation for himself going out the door. And now he is sleeping on piles of money in Washington on a team that if they win 10 games this year, he will be looked at as the savior of the franchise. Seriously, (laughs) I have not seen them this excited about a non-rookie quarterback in a long time. It's Gus Farratt. That's what I mean. And he's he's way better than Gus Farratt. You know, but I mean, it's just it, it really upsets me that guys don't see the bigger picture. And that that's what really, really drives me nuts. These teams are going to be here after you're gone. They were here before you got there. Just, you know, play the game. And if you really feel like you're being disrespected, show them they made a mistake. Force them to figure something out because, you know, I don't think Joe Flacco has a lot of time left. And Flacco, no, it's a good thing Flacco didn't complain on draft night because he's got nothing to complain about. His numbers have gone steadily down. <laughs> they have, and yet he managed to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> yes, he's got a Super Bowl win. I looked at the lifetime QBR ratings, and they showed the top 50 all-time season since QBR started being calculated back in like 2007. He's not on the list. He's not? <laughs> he's not on the list. In the last 10 years, he does not qualify as one of the best 50 seasons. Ben wow. Roethlisberger was like 32, but 
ESPN also had conflicting numbers. They on the on the top fifty page, they said his best season was seventy one and change. But if you go to his personal stat page, there's a year where it's seventy five. Oh, that's so weird. I, either yeah. way. So I'm just like, what the hell? It just really bothers me. And it's it's really, it's really foolish. And it makes you wonder, can I trust this guy fantasy wise? I don't trust Roethlisberger or Flacco right now. Not no. at all. I'm not 100% sure I trust Brady right now. So no, Brady's always, in general, Brady's always been an up and down fantasy yeah. quarterback. I won a Super Bowl with him. And you know how I got? I picked him up off of waivers. Because yeah. in like week 10, he was having such a miserable time that somebody dropped him and said, I just don't think Brady's going to have a good year. And I picked him up and stashed him on my bench. And around week 13, he came to life. And I was like, all right, into, into the playoffs, you go. <laughs> go right ahead. And and it worked out for me. But you never know. That's right. But I'm looking for reliability. I'm looking for somebody who's dedicated to the cause and getting me numbers. And I don't see that out of Roethlisberger or Flacco right now. What I see is two guys who feel like they've been wronged. So yeah. they're going to pout about it. And Pretty that much. really bothers me. Period. Yes, the end. So, all right. Final thoughts. Craig, we are a couple. We've got about four more episodes, maybe five or six, until our grand... Um, I looked. We did start the first week of July last year. Oh, right. so, okay. Um, our grand season two premiere in July. Um, Off-season has been very, very busy, um, which is good, which is very, very good for us. Uh, because once July hits, it will all be about season-long prep again. You know what we are forgetting to do? What are we we haven't said hi to Deb yet. Hi, Deb. Hello, Deb. We need to go make time to go play XCOM with Deb. All right. She wants to play XCOM, so we need to find a, a Sunday where you're off or a Saturday when I'm available, but it probably won't be until the end of the month because May is a crazy busy month. So, um, All right, so final thoughts. What do you got? Uh, well, uh, it went by fast. It's already, well, it's almost June. Well, it's the middle of May. But still, that means football is like, you know, practices are going to start. Mm-hmm. The draft happened. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's all going to come up on us pretty quick. It's all going to, I mean, rookie camps are already underway. Um, we're going to start to see some 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 movement. Some I think we'll see probably before June 1st, I think we'll see Des Bryant land somewhere. Uh, I, I don't think if there's any other major free agents out there. Um I don't know. None that I can think of. I mean, we still got. Unless, we, I mean, unless any trades happen, but which is also possible. I mean, we we've seen that happen a lot too. We've still seen folks releasing. Kobe Fleener got released this week by the Saints. That's true. So not that that was a huge loss, but Your he's Chiefs gone. Released someone. I'm sure they did. Oh yeah, um, Akeem Hunt. Um, who was the the backup? That was the problem. We had two. We had two uh, running backs named Hunt. So that was. The lesser How often of two. does that happen? What are the odds? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but oh, I'm sorry, it's Kareem and Akeem. Akeem got released. Kareem Hunt is still there. I think I called him Hakeem earlier in the in the episode. It's Kareem Hunt. So Akeem got released. Um, he was he's a young kid. I think he'll practice squad somewhere and he's got a chance to bounce back into the league, but we'll see what happens with him. Um, final thought on my end is it is now time for you to start looking at where you want to get your fantasy info for the next season. It is the time to start renewing memberships with sites. If you want to make a change with sites, go ahead and start looking at different sites um, and start getting ready to get your information. As much as I would love to say we're the only podcast you will ever need for fantasy football information, that's simply not true. Um, We're too sober, drunken idiots. (laughs) Drunken idiots who are currently sober, let's put it that way 
who just love talking football and love uh, talking about DFS. And we'll be doing a lot of that during the season. But there's a lot of great material out there and a lot of great other podcasts. So in addition to us, please uh, start checking that stuff out. Um, I can't speak highly enough of the guys that are out there and putting out stuff on a professional basis. Uh, a lot of them are doing some really great jobs and a lot of them are, are helping us along too. So, um, but that's it for us this week. Uh, we will be back next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, cause we're pretty much done with the draft review. I mean, we've talked drilled the draft. I mean, how many, how much All longer right. we talk we'll about start, Saquon Berkeley? You know what? We'll just start mock drafts. Mock drafts Everyone already. Loves mock drafts. Yeah, it feels still feels early for mocks. <laughs> You know what? Let's do a couple. You know what? Let's do a couple. Let's start looking at some early preseason rankings. Let's start. It's maybe it's time to start talking. Now that we know where people are going, maybe it's time to start putting together a list of people who are going to go where. So, yeah. In the meantime, I am Britt. I'm Craig. This is the Football Fig Nuts podcast. Have a great week, everybody.